I have Stephanie Height from episode <laughs> 270 of the podcast. Uh, Steph, if you could be invisible for a day, what is one of the biggest things you'd want to do? If I had a whole 24 hours, I would totally just creep on everybody that wouldn't think I would be there, like my kids. Yeah. And just, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, if I could be a fly on the wall type thing. Aren't you afraid you'd find out something you don't want to know? No. Okay. Well, I think it would be fun. Okay. You know, whether it be my friends or my kids, just kind of like, you know, what are they doing? Are right. they talking about me? <laughs> then you'd <laughs> be able to know. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the, that's the kind of things I don't want to know, though. If somebody's talking about me, like, ah, that's their business. Well, no, re- not really, because then you need you need to know. Then you need you then you know who you need to keep at arm's length. You're like, all right, That's I know how point. they really feel, and now I can get retribution That's on right. them. That's right, exactly. <laughs> I think if I was invisible for a day, it'd be really fun. Number one, to stand in traffic. <laughs> Wouldn't that be in cars like drive Just through, go through you? you. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun. And um, what else would I do if I was invisible for a day? Walking through walls would be pretty fun. I'm yeah. assuming if I'm invisible, I could walk through things. Right, I'm not just yeah. like running into stuff, exactly. but invisible. But um, yeah, I would, I would very much enjoy spying on people, definitely, yeah. and just yeah. seeing their perspective. Well, it's funny because like you know, like when you're younger, you have dreams. Yeah. One of them for me, obviously, is like if you're invisible, and also if I could fly. Yeah. Oh man, flying would be the you best. Know, just like fly everywhere and see things would be really cool. It would be amazing. Yeah. I always think that uh, if also if I was invisible, I wonder if I could walk into somebody else's body and then like look out of their through their eyes. <laughs> yeah. This is getting really weird. All right. Thanks, Steph. Sure. From episode two hundred and seventy. Did I say two seventy? Yeah, two seventy. Of the podcast. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the show. You know, and, and if I could fly, I wouldn't poop on people. I find it rude that birds assume that they're just allowed to poop wherever they want. Shouldn't there be designated bird pooping zones? Wouldn't that have been brought up sometime throughout evolution? Like, hey guys, we can't just take a crap on anything that we want to take a crap on. But, well, I guess we're here. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do about that. It's just if I ever have the chance to fly, I promise I will have designated pooping areas. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so stupid it was, as it was coming out of my mouth. Uh, Alex Hazard on the show today. Hazardous conversations with Alex. I love Alex. I've only known him for a, a, a couple of weeks. He is the host of Central PA Live. It's a local live um, variety news talk show kind of thing on a local news network here in Altoona, Pennsylvania. But uh, he's a he's fun to talk to. He's tons of energy. He's got tons of personality. He should really have his own YouTube channel. Alex, I know you're listening to this. At least I would hope that you would. Start that YouTube channel because we had an awesome conversation covering why you should get into broadcasting, covering how we both got into broadcasting, uh, You know how it can benefit your life, and also uh, the kind of attitude that you have to have to get into it uh, because a lot of people are drawn towards that profession maybe for the fame or maybe for the, uh, the money or whatever it might be, but uh, really – being able to connect with people and help people and being able to um, learn about yourself while in the profession is huge. Why am I talking about all this right now? We'll talk about it during the podcast. But I can talk about the sponsors of this podcast. Now, Stephanie Height, who was just talking a few moments ago, Trade Secrets is a sponsor. That is her business. Uh, and I make it my business to talk about her business here on the show. So 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Secrets and Trade on Facebook. Uh, secret trade secrets underscore skincare on Instagram. So she's awesome, and her husband's awesome because they make all of their products in house, natural body care products, all in house research and development, soy wax candles, wax melts, lip balms, body lotions, body butters, all that good stuff at Trade Secrets. 
And also a shout out to Juice, J-O-O-S, Juice, 517 Allegheny Street in Holidaysburg. Facebook and Instagram, The Juice Bar, J-O-O-S. Cold pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls and bone broth. Things to make your body better, to make you healthier, to make you stronger, to make you a better human being. Because if your body's good, your mind's good, everything internally is running good, then the outward, external kind of stuff is going to be just as solid. That's why I love awesome sponsors uh, who can benefit your life on this show. That's what we're all about. Now, let's get in to the program, Zebras. This is Rob Z Radio. Well, hello. Coming the to you intro live. over. The intro. <laughs> Before this whole thing, I'm like, you got to be quiet for 20 seconds, Alex, while I play the intro. It's like 20 seconds. 20 seconds? 20 seconds is a long time to just sit in silence. How awkward was it? Did you feel awkward? I felt incredibly awkward. <laughs> <laughs> because not only are we sitting in silence looking at each other, we we're also on have we are, we're on Facebook Live, and um, I, I, you know, in broadcasting, you're you're taught no silence is good. So like, whenever oh, right, I hear right. silence, I just want to fill it. You're panicking, right? Oh no! Yeah. yeah. Even so, this uh, during our Central PA Live intro, which is also entirely too long. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fifteen minutes of yeah, an intro. Yeah. And- so Amanda and I always dance to it before like just do a little oh, we, get a little, of, yeah. we get a little pumped up, but it's not on screen or anything, but it's I still it I feel be. like I need to be doing something. But this this your intro isn't danceable. That could, well, if you want to like rock out a little bit, I think you really could bob your head to it. If well, you, you have to start it out. Can we can we play it again and talk through it? Uh, maybe we, you have the you have the alarm clock first. Right. Well, that's kind of you can't really dance through an alarm. You clock. can't really. Da- I mean, maybe like I hear a, I hear an alarm clock and I just want to slap it. You freak out. Hit <laughs> your computer. Yeah. What is your alarm on your phone? Is it like? Or, yeah, it's the most obnoxious. Why? Um, because it's the only thing that will wake me up. I'm a good sleeper. Oh. You, know, I, you know how you always hear about like people. Like a coma sleeper. Yeah, you hear that pe- uh, people that like can't sleep at night and take Ambien or whatever. Yeah. I've never had that. The exact I, opposite. Like, I'm the exact opposite. Like my, my head hits the pillow, I'm out. Like you need slapped in the face to be woken up. Right. Is that kind of the, right. the sleeper Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I used to have an, that alarm clock. It was like the... <laughs> And it, I think I had anxiety. I think it was giving me like PTSD because whenever it would go off, <gasps> I'd wake up in like a well, gas. You, you do wake up in a, in and a panic, it. and it's, it's terrible. not good. <laughs> it's a terrible way to start your day. It's a ter- it really is a terrible. So, um, do you have an iPhone? I do have an iPhone. It's smashed right now. My recommendation is if you use the the uh, bedtime, like if you go into your alarm clock, yeah, into okay. your clock settings, there's the bedtime thing there in the middle. Mm-hmm. That has the most calming wake up. So it, it starts at like a you can't even hear it level and then slowly rises and it's a very soft music so it doesn't jar you out of bed and and shoot you to the end of the ceiling yeah but i mean i want to be a real man here i want to be able to <laughs> i want to I only prove, wake- i want to prove my masculinity through being able to take that alarm right. clock <laughs> i only wake up to jarring sounds like the sounds of gunshots or something that's my alarm clock <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, let's. I guess we could like introduce you. Okay. So people yeah, knew sure. who you were. Yeah. Uh, Alex Hazard. So you've come to. If you're listening to the podcast and you're not from Central Pennsylvania, then you might not even care. But right. after this podcast, you will care. Well, you know, I. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you come. You came down to PA. You're the host of Central PA Live, which is our local live. Uh, content show. What would you call the show? Is it's there... a lifestyle show. Lifestyle. It's, a lo- it's a local lifestyle show. Not variety um, or anything like or, that? Or variety. I mean, you can call it whatever. 
<laughs> if you would put that dancing in at the beginning, I think it would become a variety you know, I, show. I, and you know what? Um, we're trying. I, right now, we're in what we call spaghetti mode. We're kind of throwing everything at the wall, seeing what sticks. That's what I'm trying do some day. new things. Yeah, I mean, um, I come from. I've always kind of done the talk show thing, um, and obviously, we're in a news station, so it's it's we want to combine up, kind of combine everything, and so yeah. we're trying different stuff. But yeah. Probably a lifestyle show. Because it seems like what you, you've been doing on Central PA Live, like you've, you have a lot of energy. You're bringing a lot to the table. Well, I'm just, you know, there's not a lot to to not be happy about. True. You know? Yeah. And that, so I, I think, like, let's let's oh, laugh and let's be real. And No, I yeah. think that's an awesome that's an awesome way to, to view life because I've, throughout my life, had a very difficult time keeping that mindset. Now, when I'm, like, at work, like, when I'm doing this sort of thing, easy for me to be happy it's like sure. it just comes naturally but then after work i'm like it's life's miserable right I'm yeah. not, not so much anymore like that but that was a good portion of my life so how did you how did you uh, have that mindset are you just kind of built with that mindset um well you know I, I don't know when the realization came but i kind of the same thing i was finding myself getting pissed off about things that didn't matter yeah and i'm like why do i care about this right you know and i think not I don't want to say not caring because I think obviously I'm a I would consider myself a caring person but I don't I don't think we I think I think we stress the small stuff too much yeah you know like chicken chicken soup for the soul yeah <laughs> don't sweat the small stuff you know yeah um, easier said than done easier said than done but for sure in general if you well and, and most of the time on, on Central PA Live I mean we're having it's a it's a lifestyle show so I mean the things that I uh, that you can get upset about are so stupid right. you know why would I ever you know okay so a cooking segment didn't work or whatever. The end of the day, we're not saving lives. You know, we're, we're trying to make people smile. I think it's better to laugh about it. It is. Yeah. I agree. I, and I, I say it is. But last night, I'm sitting here with my friend. We were, we were recording a podcast, and we were watching. We had to bring up something on my laptop, and the video would not play. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's like 35 minutes of trying to get this video to play. I couldn't get it to play on my laptop. Couldn't get it to play on my desktop. Couldn't get it to play on my phone. So I got like I was physically mad, and it pretty much ruined. It didn't ruin the podcast, but it definitely brought it down a few notches because well, my uh, my anxiety level was like up here. Sure. So I couldn't like get back into the mode of just having fun, well, which know, is a bummer. You yeah, know. that stuff. Ha- well, it, when I first moved here, I, I mean, I'm about four months in now, but I, I moved here from a market that I really, really loved. I was in the Thousand Islands region of New York State. It's gorgeous. The people are incredible. I made. Is that some where work- you're from? Nope. I'm from I'm from the uh, the PA border or the here I guess we call it the New York border. Okay. Uh, of Pennsylvania, the southern tier of New York, but. Uh, so I, I loved it there, and so when this opportunity came, I knew it was the right opportunity. I had talked to Don Pellis, who was the former host of the show. Uh, I just knew that it was the right thing to do, but it wasn't an easy thing to do to leave all these people. And so anyway, my first month here, um, I remember there was one night, and I, I just I really like missed my friends, you know. Yeah. And so there was there was one night. I'm same sort of thing. I'm going through my phone, and I live on a hill here, and so the service was terrible. I didn't have any friends, so I like all I wanted to do was watch Snapchat videos, and none of them would load. And I, and I, I mean, I just talked about my masculinity, but I burst into tears, and I literally <laughs> said out loud, "Why won't my video just load?" And then I heard myself say that. And thought, get over yourself. <laughs> Who are you? You know, yeah. and I mean, there's real problems in the world. And you're complaining because you, your Snapchat video won't load? Right. Yeah, and, and so so that was probably the most recent realization of, of that. Like, <laughs> let's just be happy. Let's just laugh. And, maybe, and, then I, and then I went literally from so upset that my Snapchat video wouldn't load to just 
sitting in this house, bursting out into laughter at myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm like a crazy person. I have at multiple personalities. And how ridiculous you were being. Is that the point when you turn on the alarm clock? You know what? I need a <laughs> shot of masculinity. Oh, <laughs> 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 I'm a man again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need Snapchat. I'll be honest. I'm almost done with Snapchat. I think I'm dropping it. Because there's so many social media platforms, right? And I had uh, Hannah Baker in here a couple of weeks ago. Not sure. from 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, She's yeah. dead. No, I thought I, I, saw I was... But, doing a little research before I got here. But Hannah was in, and she was yeah. talking. She's, I mean, 20 years old. She really is, like, fully engulfed in social media. Yeah. And she was saying about how she's done with Snapchat. Like, she's, like, people, are, all of her friends are not using it as much. And she, it's, it's well, strictly the Instagram Do you remember, stores. well, they did the, um, they did the switch. When they switched their format. Oh, yeah. People were so upset. Kylie Jenner tweeted out. It was, and I, I don't like the new format either. But I, I, I don't know. It's, the, all, it's just whatever. It's, I don't be, it's become that, um. Like when you're doing something and you're like, oh, I should snap this. And so, it's, I mean, it's all, you know. It's, it's because all. it's a term, right? It's right. like an actual it's snappable. term. snappable, yeah. yeah. It's not like grammable. Nobody talks about the Instagram story no. like that. And Instagram is so hip. Like yeah. I'm, I'm opposite of Instagram. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to get better at it. Cause, you know, just in our jobs, we're supposed to be doing the all, you know, all social medias all the time. Yeah. I, I suck at Instagram. Why? I don't know. Like I, the stories or the the, the whole thing. I don't. I just. I think it was just a little bit after my time. Like when it was. You know what I mean, like I just. I was. I was so probably you, a senior in college or after graduated when Instagram came out, and so it just was kind of. You but, know I mean? but you understand Snapchat better than Instagram because I feel like Snapchat was more of a barrier to to figure out and understand. No, I and, like Snapchat, and well, and here's the other thing: when I was, it was in college when Snapchat came out for me, and that's right when we're starting to drink and starting to do all sorts of things we didn't uh, want our parents to see. So right. it was perfect. For that, because you could snap it and it's gone in 24 hours. Right. Not and sure. It's hard really. for I mean, I don't think it really is, but well, at that some, time you thought it's it. out there somewhere. Oh, on sure. A it's got to be. It's definitely being saved. I'm not We're sure all going to be blackmailed but... later in life. So you went to, were you, we were kind of kindred spirits. You were in radio mm -hmm. um, yep. before television. Yep. Um, did you, that, was that like when you were a kid? What did you want to do when you were a kid? Like when you were I've like always loved talk shows. So when I was okay. a little kid, um, I, I can remember sneaking up or sneaking downstairs to watch the top ten list on David Letterman. Oh, okay. Um, I loved the – you remember the old Rosie O'Donnell show? It's, she was before she got angry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was before she was this, like, political – Raging lunatic. Raging lunatic. Um, but she was – you know, they used to call her the queen of nice. And I, I remember – Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, you remember that? And she, yeah. she was kind of like Ellen. I mean, she was she was as big as Ellen. You think so? Yeah, I really do. I mean, she, she but she quit because – What year was that? When, when did, like, the Rosie the early O'Donnell The early 90s. Okay. But so she, I mean, she said, that when, she goes, when I make $100 million, I'm going to quit my job. Hmm. And she did. <laughs> oh, wow. And so when she hit the $100 million mark, that's what I'm, I'm on that plan to. <laughs> it's going to take me a lot longer to get $100 million, dollars yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. But she said, when I make $100 million, that's more money than any person should ever need, and I'm done. So she stopped. But anyway. So that's, I, an, that's an odd reason to quit a show, though, don't you think? Like the show, I don't think anybody else has ever done that. Like, look at Ellen. Like, the, the reason for the show is the impact, I think. Not the money she's making, but the impact sure. the show can have. Right. Well, she wanted to have kids. You would think the stuff. Queen of Nice would be able to stick it out. To well, I think, nice I think we've come to find out that the Queen of Nice isn't so nice. Right. <laughs> It was not exactly the best title for but, it. But, uh, yeah, so I love, and then, and then the, the other person I looked up to was Regis Feldman. And it, they were kind of my three. I, I loved Regis's energy. Okay. I loved David Letterman's sense of humor. I, I What I liked about Letterman was this, like he's funny later, especially when you're a kid. The jokes took a little bit for me to understand, but I really liked that. I mean, most people like like wittiness, right? And, yeah. And I think it was kind of neat that he, his jokes, he would say a joke, 
And then I would go, it would like take me a couple of seconds. Oh, that's really funny. That that was actually smart writing. Yeah. Um, so I really very dry. Yeah, I, I liked it. <laughs> what well, kind of reminds me of like your dad, you know? Like yeah. dad say How that's... do you know my dad? I, well, like my <laughs> dads in general. Yeah. Yeah, I the thing with Letterman I always found though, I mean, I watched him in the later years. Well, I, whatever. Mm-hmm. I watched him throughout my life, but it seemed like people were laughing at jokes just to laugh. It was like if anybody else would have said it, nobody would have laughed. But when Letterman said it, they laughed. And it I'll be honest, it irritated me. I was like, "Who are you? It's like that wasn't right. even a joke." Right. He, like, bounces pencil and people would laugh. I'm like, I don't know what the humor is. But I, I, I was uh, cynical about it. I was a Conan O'Brien fan. So, see, like, Conan was too much for me. I thought he was always trying too hard. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, like, yeah. I, I think he that, was trying. Yeah, he tries. He was so over the top. Yeah, I liked his hair, though. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Elvis and Conan O'Brien brought yeah, together. What's yeah, the combo? Yeah. Um, but so, Conan, like, would, he would just, because he would just do stupid things, and you could tell that he was just throwing stuff at the wall. That's right. what I liked. Is like he and, and Jimmy Fallon when he was on Late Night, the Tonight Show. He's still funny now, but if you watched when he was on Late Night, he was right. hysterical. Well, and the thing so is with, with the Tonight Show now, I think, is the interview is lost. They 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 split the interview. I mean, they maybe have thirty seconds to a minute of an interview, and the rest of it's game. Now it's really funny, um, but I I enjoy an interview. I like uh, I think in this world of you know we're twenty four seven breaking news and all this stuff, it's important to like slow down and have a conversation. And Letterman was the king of that. I mean, yeah. he could have real and and he was so smart that what he had would have idiots on the show like you know Paris Hilton or Justin Bieber or whatever how dare he would, you he would just tear I mean don't get me wrong I love me some Biebs but you know he would just tear him apart and it, it wasn't and not like directly and not directly they didn't even know it was happening yeah just by the way he would act towards right. them like he was totally clueless right. at how clueless they were right maybe that was like what it I don't know I, I always, so I always so I, I kind of always knew I didn't, I didn't I guess I didn't know I wanted to be a talk show host but I knew I wanted to do what they did. I liked the difference that they made in, you know, they, Letterman was probably the, the, the least of the, the three that did, that did that. But, uh, Regis Philman, I, I loved, he was so embedded in that New York city community, which is after living there, it's funny to think that there is a New York city community, but, uh, you know, the word community, like I, where, you know, I don't, where are you from? A small I'm, town? I'm from here. Yeah. Too, so yeah. I, I grew up in a, in a small little town. Like community to me means a d- totally different thing than it did to Regis. But what I liked about him was, he would go to a Broadway show, and then he had the platform to talk about the Broadway show the next day. Yeah, and I, I, I really like that with with Rosie. I loved when she would give things away, and she would make a difference, and she would, you know, give, you know, just like Ellen does now with, um, you know, oh, I heard about this family. Let's send them on vacation. I loved that. Right. Um, and then Letterman, it was just like the perfect, you know, it was kind of like the perfect way to end your day. And so I knew that I wanted to do that. I guess I didn't at, at a young age. I didn't know that being a talk show host. I, as silly as it sounds, even though that's what they all were, I didn't know that that's how I had to do it. Um, but I, I ended up there. Well, if you watch Letterman's new Netflix special, yeah, it's great, which I think is awesome. Because when you're saying about the conversation part, like Jimmy Fallon, like mm-hmm. it's almost to the point with with podcasting now, which is why I do this and why I love it so much, is because when you watch like the the, the talk shows, you'll get maybe five, maybe right. ten minutes. So you're not really getting the person at all. No, and that, it, it that, takes that, a solid. Fact, that's my most hated part. I mean, we there's often times where I have four minutes to talk to somebody. I'm like, how am I supposed to do it? You, how can you yeah. engage them in four right. minutes? I mean, you're going to talk to them, but you're not going to get the real person. You're not going to get any depth right. to it. But uh, the good, th- I will. I don't want to sound like I'm saying bad things about about what I do because I, I also. I mean, sometimes it's great to get the bullet points too. You yes. know? <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's and do. that's the point, right? right? That is the point of any of those shows. Is like you're not there to have 
have like to find out what this person's really all about. Who are they as a human? Right. But yeah. you're just getting like, what are they promoting? And get a little bit of their personality. <laughs> right, right. Which is the, that is Which the is exact cool. point. Yeah. I love that Jimmy Fallon always brought games in because that was something that I mean, I guess like and I don't get. Like, I really like the, the games. Years. Yeah. But as far as getting to know well, people, well, you know what, what I like hard. about the game is, is it helps you get to know them quickly. Yes, you know what I mean. So without going into their personal lives, without like, going into their personal lives and stuff, which makes people uncomfortable sometimes. And you got you're doing that on Central PA Live, like you and Micah, which Mike has been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah we, we do from games. Refuge Youth Network. You yeah. guys did the freestyle on the back of the car. Oh yeah, and we, yeah, we do that every Wednesday. It's a riot. And I actually had a lady on Facebook last night. She called me a copycat. I'm like, 100. percent I'm a copycat. It was a great idea. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I, I mean. Duh. It's like it's like the the baker that like ate a donut for the first time is like, oh, you know, I better not make. I better not donuts. make more of these donuts. You know, <laughs> I don't want to copy that other baker that made donuts. Like, no, now we have Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm thankful. Yeah, exactly. And we <laughs> I don't know how I made that. And we have Krispy Kreme. Like they wouldn't right. all exist if, it's, right, if yeah. one person had yeah, a donut. Thank God. But that's so true, man. I think people get hung up on. Well, somebody's already doing it. Yeah, you can't do this. Thing. I'm well, like, if it works, it. if it works, let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not egotistical enough to think that only my ideas are good. Right. You know, because your ideas aren't even really yours. Right. They're Agreed. a combination of other yeah, stuff. Exactly. So, I, I, and I, I would get in the mindset of that too when I was in radio. It was like, oh, I can't do that things. So I, I couldn't do prank phone calls. Somebody else has already done prank phone calls, and like, well, duh. Right. How many people have like made a career off of doing prank phone calls? You know right, what I mean? Exactly. So, well, and then people also think like the Late Late Show is the only person to do the backseat of the car. Le- I mean, speaking of Letterman, he did that with, Zaz- with Zaza Gabor years and years and years ago. Well, it's not that great. Of, it's not that it's not a, of a it's, concept. It's not that mar- – yeah, exactly. It's not this rocket science. We're not figuring out math. We're not – you know, yeah. this is – well, how can we make people laugh? So for some reason, doing something in a car is funnier than doing it in a studio. Yeah. That I mean, if if and the to, car can be the sponsor and you can have that all tied exactly. in, and that just makes perfect sense. Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's that's a good a good way of looking at it. I I don't know what what I like about what you're doing on Central Peel Love. It seems like you're bringing your personality to it. And are you coming up with ideas? Are you just like throwing stuff. Well, you said you're throwing spaghetti well, at the yeah, wall. Well, so it, well that's just, what's kind of great. It's like sometimes I have an idea, and luckily the management there is so wonderful that they just say, try it. And if it doesn't work, we don't – like, for example, on um, – I forget what day – this week uh, or, or a couple weeks ago, we have our, – our shoes are sponsored by Shoefly Stores. And so we have a shoe cam that goes down and looks at our feet. And I was picking on Amanda's feet, and I said, Amanda, you really need a pedicure. Your feet look disgusting. <laughs> and I looked at the camera. I said, if there's anybody – if there's any salons watching that wants us to come and do our show at your salon, all you, ha- all you have to pay us is a pedicure for Amanda, and we'll do it. Well, so I was like kidding, yeah. and all of a sudden my my inbox and my email was full of all these local salons wanting us to come get pedicures at their salons. Yeah, so we did it, um, and we got back and there were. I personally thought it was hysterical. There were other people that didn't think it worked, but the cool thing was if is that we had a, the opportunity to do it. If you got the response, then it worked. Well, right. You know, well, I I don't know. And what what does work mean? You know what I mean? What, how do we know if something worked? I think mm-hmm. I think every day the show should be different. Now, there's certain things that need to stay the same. You have to have the same intro. You have to have the same whatever. But I think every single day there should be a reason for somebody to tune in. If we have the same show every day, then it's, there's no reason to watch. Yeah. What you just did there, that's the best thing about any sort of live television. 
not not saying you're going to like rip the script up and just go off the rails. No, but, you have to have some th- sort of road to follow. But yeah. you threw some sort of random thing in that worked. <laughs> right, right, sure. Well, this I, we met at Mammy's. So we met with, with Micah <laughs> yeah, and the crew yeah, from Yeah, we Refuge. were going for breakfast on National Donut Day. Yeah, yeah with, Re- with Refuge Youth Network. And um, we were at Mammy's. So a couple of years ago, I was on the air. It was National Donut Day. And I was talking about how much I loved Mammy's. Mm-hmm. And somebody was there. I guess it was National Donut Day. I don't know what the... Maybe it wasn't even. I was just talking about donuts for some reason. And somebody brought me a box of Mammy's Donuts to the door. I was like, now that's that to me says it's working. If, if, yeah, you, do, sure. if you do something and somebody responds to that thing, like mm-hmm. and you give like a call to action, which is basically all you did, right. t- talking from a marketing standpoint, that was the call to action was, hey, we need somebody to... To do a pedicure on her feet. Sure. <laughs> and it happened. Right. So it worked. That, yeah, people were cool. watching, yeah, people were cool. listening, yeah. and they reached out. Like, I don't know. That, that's, so, that's my favorite but part. But I of guess it. that that's my thing is that I, for me, I, I, I've never been diagnosed with ADD, but I know I have ADD because I don't have the patience to go find out if I have ADD. Do you the, know what I mean? The speed, <laughs> the speed at which you're talking definitely tells me you have ADD. <laughs> yeah. So I. Yeah, so I, I I don't know. I always I always try to do do something different, and well, I and I people like, try to like curb ADD, but it can be a really helpful tool. Well, and times. what we do, it, it's it's perfect, you know. And I I just don't ever like to be bored, and I'm I I'm not bored with this show because we we were having a lot of fun, and we get to I get to meet all sorts of people and do all sorts of cool things. I never like the other day I was sitting in I was on a trapeze. I mean, every like Where are I, you on a trapeze? I was at the Dubois Community Days. And oh, okay. there was the everything wasn't set up yet, and we had to go live at four. And there was a circus group there, and I went up and I introduced myself, and I said, "You know, I think it'd be really funny to start the show up on the trapeze." And thinking the guy was going to tell me no, he said, "Sure." And I got up there. So, do I'm, you guys record those segments when you're away? Or no, it's, no everything's, it's, live. everything's live. Okay. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we record segments like the backseat driver and that stuff. That's that's recorded because it's got to be, and yeah. we and we film like six of them at a time. So, oh, you know, okay. just for timing reasons. But so I'm on this trapeze, and I get up. I mean, I can see all of Dubois, which, by the way, beautiful. <laughs> and Metropolis. Yeah. And, no, it, 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 it was everybody. Was, it was great there. So anyway, I'm up on on, on this trapeze, and I'm I'm in this hula hoop. Have you been on one before? No. <laughs> I'm terrified of heights. I'm like crapping my pants. I uh-huh. don't know what I'm. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. And I'm holding on to this hula hoop, and I'm like, oh my god. This little handle is the only thing holding me up here. This right. isn't like a roller coaster at an amusement park where the hydraulics and everything, they have all this science, you know. Yeah, this you're is not strapped in. I'm sitting in a hula hoop tied to a rope, you know. <laughs> it's like this was really a dumb live, idea. Live on Live television. on television. I'm like, my mom's going to have to watch my death video over and over and over again. That's going to go viral. Hey, online. viral content. I mean, that's what they're looking for. <laughs> So I don't know. Whatever happened, happened. But it ended up being fine. But um, You're still here, so I guess it went yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it was okay. But... Those are the things. I mean, I love that I can I can be on the spot and say, you know, let's just try this, and then we do. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, I think that's awesome, man. That's yeah, what fun. that's what it's all about. It's really fun. That's what live TV and that sort of thing. It's I think you're in a, a cool spot because there's not many spots, especially like on a local level, like in the area that we're in, uh, where you get to have a lot of creative freedom on television. Well, or that on was radio, the biggest. Right? That was the biggest. So at the, the same time I was looking at this job in Pennsylvania, I was looking at a job in Detroit. Now Detroit, much bigger market. Um, couldn't I mean, you know, God only knows what it could have provided. I don't know. I don't. I don't really care because for me. Um, it's all. I think as broadcasters, we have this unique opportunity to be agents of change in our communities and make a real difference. And I think that stems from creativity. And while it was the show, there is really 
good. And the producer used to be a producer on Oprah and all these things. I would have had, it would have been a good opportunity, but it didn't feel right when I got there. It kind of felt um, like I like I would have been had to do what I was told to do, and that's some, <laughs> some jobs are like that, right? Yeah. And this job, I, I came here and I talked to management, and I and I said, you know, something I really like is I like to be able I like to be able to have an idea and pursue it, and they were. They were re- they were really good about that. I mean, um, the same day as my interview was when um, the ye old college deli or co- college diner was closing in State College, oh, okay. the sticky bun thing, and they were they were saying, okay, so say um, say that were to close and you were to have the guests on the show, what would you do? And I was like, I don't know. I probably would take the the thing and say, how sticky are these? Let's stick them to the wall. That's exactly and, what I was just thinking. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> stick the buns to the wall. Yeah, stick the. <laughs> Stick the buns on the wall. You should and, have had like a stick the bun to the donkey's butt. That was just the, the interview and stuff. But and they they laughed and they thought it was funny. So I mean that that's cool. And you on the spot just, just thought of that, and they were like, right. "Let's roll with it. Let's just right." Do it. Yeah, and I, again, of course, that was just like a scenario that they were giving me in the interview. But it, it was it, I could tell at that moment that I was like, "Okay, this place is cool. They're going to let me try new stuff. We're going to be able to to do some different things." And so yeah. That's how I felt over time. Is like I'm only going to be happy if I'm able to do whatever I want. And that might sound right. selfish. It, it sounds, sounds so, like, a, it, like people in broadcasting are probably the only people in the world that could say that and not sound completely crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> you need to be able to. I, I'm not good at following a script. I'm not good at like memorizing lines. I'm pretty terrible at it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll foul the whole thing up. Yeah, or sound like a robot. And the here's two. the worst thing: is I'm not even good at reading a teleprompter. <laughs> If you watch the show, I mess up the teleprompter all the time. We're here live on Central PA Live. Uh, (laughs) My name is Alex Hazard. uh... (laughs) No, like, uh, so the other day I'm reading the teleprompter and it it said A-P-H-D, like somebody was getting a Ph.D., Mm. Um, but they had the dashes in between the letters, so I was saying it (laughs) A-P-H-D, like I was adding the A. Oh, into like, was, like that was the whole like acronym. it was part it was like it was, was and it. Charlotte Ames was filling in next to me and she was like that's PhD I think they mean PhD Alex and I'm like I just it took me so long to get it and it, the, the thing people don't realize <laughs> how hard it is to read I mean I, it's just so unnatural for me to read yeah uh, and and our the difference between the new set and our set is the new set they they control their own. They have like a pedal the, that yeah, controls the speed it. of the. I don't. They have somebody oh. in the control room that does it. So and it's often different people that are just whoever. So can one person's it. faster. Or slower yeah, than and the other. so I just it, reading the teleprompter <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it is tricky. I mean, I I've had to do it a couple of times. Well, actually, I was on a couple of t- on the news a couple of times, and I, I don't know if I had a teleprompter or not. Maybe, but you probably were following along with theirs. I had to follow along with theirs and the and the bullet points. You're right. And I did not. That's a that's a art form, really. It's re- I mean, it really. A, it, I'm getting. I think I'm getting better at it. Maybe it turned. I feel like I turn into a robot, and I don't like that. Anytime I have to like I read something verbatim, right. I feel like I'm just talking like this. And when I listen back, I feel like. I can tell it's not me, and I don't like right, that. Yeah. I, I noticed that, and that's something I learned when I was in radio. Is like I could tell, and my wife would always point this out. She was very good at pointing this out. But it was like you could tell whenever I was just talking off the cuff, and you could tell whenever I was like promoting something or sponsoring. Sure. Something. So yeah. I tried to find a you middle. You have to find the happy medium because you have to get the facts and you have to get everything right. Yeah, I'd um, always turn the radio whenever I had to do like factual stuff. I'd turn the radio voice on. My voice would get like louder. Right. Get, like, yeah, it's, it's a weird almost. thing, and. I think we all kind of evolve, right? But so what I'm trying to do now is I kind of I do the intro and then I and then I do the real conversation and sometimes again it's kind of like everything. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's kind of the way it's going. But that's but the fun thing about that's doing the fun a thing. show every single day because right. you have a chance every day 
to create something new, to try right. something new. And if you screw it up, that's fine. Next day you can bounce back. It's not like one time. Right. I, I I love – I used to think like I wanted to be recorded so I could edit stuff out. But I love being live because there's, you can't it's go real. back. It's like, well – Editing is the worst thing I to for me in some instances because I love to edit, but I yeah. also am anal retentive about editing. So I'll like sure. go overboard with the editing and then drive myself insane. But if it's live, what are you going to do? Well, you I, 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 you know, it's a happy me. I like some of the pre-recorded stuff because you get to see shots that you wouldn't be able to see if it were live. So like, True. like for the example, this backseat driver thing. If if that were live, we would be in the backseat of the car. It would be a camera facing at us, and we wouldn't be able to see the car at all. We wouldn't be able to do cutaways and stuff. I think yeah. that adds. And I, and I also am a sucker for a, a music bed. I I think I love I you love, love a good music. Bed. I love a good music. Bed. Really? <laughs> yeah, I Why? love. I, I think it moves it along. And, adds energy know, to adds it. Adds energy to it. Yeah, I think music. You know, music's cool. One of the things I found over the years because I used to use music beds underneath everything, mm-hmm. and um, when I stopped. And this is actually from JoJo on Froggy when he came in to mm-hmm. work on he was on Hot and I was his boss for a while. Uh, he didn't use any music beds on his morning show, and I was like, "Oh, it's so ballsy! It's so scary to not have any." Sure, that's like a nice cushion you can lay on. Like even if yeah. there's silence, you still have the. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's in remember the earlier we were talking about filling silence. Maybe that's what I like about it is there's never silence. There's never you. silence. Yeah, right. but but yeah, I feel like you can't really get into. Um, uh, like you can't have a conversation with a music bed behind it because it. It, it takes something no, away from yeah, you. Yeah, I agree. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That, like yeah, when you have weird. that silence and, and a, like using a pause for effect or something like mm-hmm. that, like you can't really have that with a music bed. It doesn't have the sure. same feel to it. So yeah. I was the same way. I, I used music beds for years, and when I stopped, scared to death at first. Yeah. Like every ounce of like millisecond of dead air, I was like, oh my God, this is, I was like, I start sweating. <laughs> like, what am I going to say next? But then after a while, I was like, oh, this is so freeing because now I don't, right. now I, number one, don't need to worry about like, I guess in your position, you wouldn't be potting up or down the music bed. But in my position, I was like live, like having to control the sound. Oh, yeah. No. Um, but it got rid of that element and it just kind of let me be more relaxed. And I think that silence can be really powerful if you use it right. If you use right. silence right, it can be really. Wow, effective. that was. Well, I felt like that was an Oprah moment. <laughs> like you should repeat it a couple of times in like a really deep voice. <laughs> sound. I forget what I said now. Yeah, I do too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> silence can be really powerful silence. if you use it right there you, yeah put that on a quote on somebody's yeah. wall i should get that on like a piece of wood and sell it at tj maxx yeah. somebody would buy that <laughs> probably i could hang it up probably in my Oprah. office yeah somebody print that out for me please if you can do that right now yeah. um how did you like what was your earliest memory of like did you want to get into radio or you you saw talk shows but then got into radio first um yeah so, the- so I, I saw the talk shows i always loved them and then, so growing up, we always had exchange students living in our house. And we had one from Thailand, one from Japan, we, all That's over the cool. place. Do you have siblings? I do. I, ha- I have two stepsisters and two half-brothers. So okay. we're a Brady Bunch big family. I have two. I have, I have three half-sisters and a half-brother. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's fun. Um, but so anyway, then I kind of decided, well, I wanted to be an exchange student. And so when I was 16, I moved to Brazil for a year and did the Rotary Exchange Program. It was the best wow. uh, experience of my life. Um, came, what was that like? It it was really Brazil. It, it's euphoric. I mean, it, the people are uh, are incredible. 
um, the the atmosphere. I mean, it, it's like how can a whole country have good atmosphere? And it actually does. Really? <laughs> it actually does. I mean, p- people are just like dancing in the street all the time. I mean, um, they're just really open. One, I mean, you'd meet a person one time, and it was like they were family. What do you and think it is? Like the weather or the what, what do you think? I think weather. Do, I mean, I mean, you think about all those old folks down in Florida. I think feel like they're kind of like that too. I mean, I don't know. And, and part of it probably was that I was sixteen and just kind of had like goggles on, you know? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I so, mean to distract you no, on Brazil. No, no, so that, no from... that, that's cool. And I will. I I don't want to get into this because it's it's ser- serious. But I also, while I was there, had a really traumatic experience. I was in a car accident where somebody passed away. Oh, it, was, it was this. Yeah, it was a re- really rough thing. But it was. I don't want to say cool, but it was it was good for me that it happened in a in a place where I had to be independent, mm. and I you know I I because you were by yourself because I was by myself, so it was, it was a big maturing moment for me, and kind of helped me realize at 16 years old that life is short and you don't know when it so let's live it to its fullest, you know. Yeah. So I came back and um, got my and there my my grandfather. Um, played golf with a guy that owned a radio station and I said you know I think I'd like to if there's an internship posted I think I'd like to to get involved there and so my grandfather hooked it up for me oh really <laughs> you know yeah and nice. so uh so at 17 I was able I got this internship and I thought I was gonna be like getting coffee and stuff but you know at these privately owned small town radio stations they actually need people they actually stuff. need you to do stuff <laughs> yeah and so I I mean I would cover stories I got to I got to meet congress people I got to be you know they would have you know, I'd be walking in and they'd have they just would say like I'll pull a chair up for a second I would be able to be on the morning show and and then on weekends I, I was their weather I was their weather person so I would literally just go in and read the weather you know every you know so many hours or whatever so it was it was really cool and that, so that was kind of where I was like wow even in these small towns um, you can you can have a career in this sort of stuff yeah. uh, but then you get to college and I went to a small private school outside of Syracuse and you kind of and it, it's definitely like a, a misconstrued idea that if you want to like making it is going to New York City like yeah. I mean like I, I went, there, the school I went to has a big fashion program and it's like like anytime a student like got a job like, you know, working in New York, it was this huge. Ooh, yeah, it still ooh. is, right? Yeah, it's still people, LA or yeah, New pe- York. People, you know, it's the greatest city in the world, and it is. I I agree. I think it is the greatest city in the world. But it's, um, I so anyway. After college, I moved. I I did several internships throughout college. I did like six internships. I was in, lived in D.C. I did New York, and one of them was with the Late Show, David Letterman, who obviously I looked up to so for so long, and so, um. They actually hired me after college. Really? And four days after, the I was, late late show. The late show did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I was I was a page in their audience department, and so our job was like to warm up the audience, would dance with you know the CBS orchestra playing, and high five people. It was the best job of my life. No way. That's yeah. Awesome, it was man. really cool. Did you meet Letterman? Yeah. It, I mean, not. It was never like, oh, like nice to meet you. It was like he's like, hello, Alex. Yeah, I like, no, yeah, I like no, what you do. There's like 500 people at yeah. so you like would see him in the hallway and stuff. <laughs> uh, but so. Um, but then four days after I was hired, before I even started, he announced his retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, God. And he's like, like, oh, I got to get, like, oh, like, I got to get out of here. So I was like, oh, I made it. Like, I did it. And then I was like. <laughs> hey, man, but at least you made it right before he left. Right, yeah. Right? And so I got to spend some of his last, you know. That's so pretty cool. It was real, and he had, so, you know, a long time before, after he announced. So you missed the miserable period. He was, the leaving period, he's really happy. Like, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> So he's more happy yeah, than yeah. he was like the couple of years before sure. that. Yeah, and so uh, and two, I mean, I had interned there through college, so it was nice to be able to like 
for your first job, it's cool to be comfortable with the people you're working with because I, you know, you see kids start right out of college and they're like, they have no, you know, they feel like scared, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so it was, I was comfortable that I was comfortable at the Ed Sullivan Theater, which is a weird thing to say out loud. But when you were on radio and when you were, uh, you were still in high school when you were 17, yeah. mm-hmm. did you have like a shift or you were just like filling in and doing like just random filling stuff? filling in whenever they could. And, okay. um, yeah, and the thing is, when you're 17, you really are terrible, you know? Oh, yeah. I was really bad. I have my old tapes. They are... Even I don't, to, and I don't want them. Even up to, like, 25. Garbage. Just complete it's crap. Re- and people that, like, think... <laughs> For like, me, personally. Like, I don't know if you get this a lot, but people are always say things to me like, oh, so you only host Central PA Live? I'm like, no, it's actually a lot. Like, it, I think that people kind of think... What, do you work an hour a day? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel like people kind of think that it's easy yeah that anybody can do it and i i, I it definitely is a skill set that you, that i that i grew in yeah um, no doubt i forgot what we're talking i mean about. anybody could walk onto a tv stage and stand there for an hour sure and, and that, say yeah. words with their mouth and mm-hmm. maybe read a teleprompter but to actually like do it and have fun with it and be comfortable well, in it, and I mean, that's there's a, the whole thing of like having a bad day and still doing it yes which I can I could remember the first time I had to do that. It was in my last market. We were everything I did there was pre-recorded, but I had already set up this thing. It was with a sponsor. I actually had a, it was a segment called "In Bed with Alex Hazard," okay. <laughs> and it was at a mattress store. And basically, we'd have community people come in and we'd sit on a mattress and we'd talk about their community event coming up. Not under the sheets or anything. No, no, no. Mattress. It okay. was it was completely PG and it was funny. Well, I mean, it could be funny without. It was, and, and quite frankly, yeah, it was. It would never work now in today's climate. But it, when it when it started, it was like three years ago. Um, it was really funny. People thought it was hysterical. It was we had a big like stuffed animal, one of those like um, what are those sheep called? The sealy, oh, yeah. the sealy sheep yeah. was like we had a big stuffed animal, sealy sheep, and people. Ha- I mean, it was hysterical. So anyway, um, I the the first time I had to be on television and be miserable, but pretend that I wasn't was that was there. I was I had the stomach flu, and oh. I was I, we were we were, sh- we were shooting twelve of them in one day, and so I had like I had them timed out. I can't remember. So say it was fifteen minutes, and so I had. 15 minute shoot and then I'd have like two minutes to go throw up to, to go throw up and then I'd have the next person arriving and I literally was throwing up in are between you, in between shoots serious? and my 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 cameraman at the time Joe was he had to or he was our promotions director but it was a small station so he also worked as a cameraman but anyway he kind of like didn't he just like was probably wondering what I was doing all day, and we got in the car and I was like, "Dude, like, I've got to go drugs? home." Like, why? Yeah, he... I'm like, "I've got to go home." And he's like, "What's the matter?" I'm like, "I have the stomach flu." He's like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, like the job is to smile and laugh and be able to, yeah. to still have fun even when you feel like crap." So yeah, I found so many times that the thing that whether I was in a bad mood or if I was sick or whatever it was, going in and doing a show. Like knocked me out of it. it. I forgot that I was in a bad mood. It's the whole "fake it till you make it" thing. It's amazing because I didn't even really. And this is something I'm trying to get closer to with what I'm doing here with this podcast and doing video. Like I want to do a daily show. Mm -hmm. I'm now I'm like all over the place because I have this social media marketing job and I'm trying to like balance the two. But like when I was in radio doing a four hour show every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was waking up at like four thirty or you know four forty five. Four hours is an exuberant amount of time, really. What's that? I said four hours is a you know that's a, that's a really long time. It's a lot, yeah. I mean, I wasn't yeah. talking the whole time, obviously. Sure, there was music, but, but yeah. I was there was still a, a, yeah. a lot, a, a lot, lot to think about. And yeah, every morning I would wake up, and at first the first couple months I was miserable, and then once I got like used to doing it. I wake up excited. Even if oh, it was yeah. a bad morning, I'd be like, "Oh man, I get to go do my show today." That's the thing, right? And you get to yeah. go in and have fun. Well, and, and you also get to 
and the, the thing that always got me was I got to think like people call in who are on their way. They drive 40 minutes to work and they're up at right. 6 a.m. with me. Yeah. But they have to drive to work all this time and they might not like their job. So sure. I have a chance to make them happy. So I got to be happy. Right. And it's exactly. just kind of like the th- yeah, and, and, and that's, that's the rewarding part of the job. And the, the cool thing about what, with what you did is you got to start your day that way. And what I like, like about what I do is it's a four o'clock show. And so I get to restart my day. So if I'm having a bad day, right. four o'clock, I walk in that studio, my bad day's over. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And it, it goes away, right? Because right. even after you're done, you're kind of like on a high. And- exactly. And then, by, by the way, four o'clock is our show. Five, so the show's done at five. Now it's time for dinner and get around for the, you know, it, it's great. Yeah, your day is pretty much wrapped up at yeah. that point. You so it's a great way to end the back. day. Yeah, yeah I, I'll tell you, dude, I, I think that, and I haven't seen, I don't have cable. So, sue me, right? I don't have cable anymore. <laughs> I do have a bunny ears. I have rabbit ears in my house. So I can so pick, should, up. Yeah, pick it up. Yeah, pick, pick it up with the bunny ears. But I'm usually working at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. The stuff I've seen of you, I, I've seen of it online, mm-hmm. has been awesome. Well, I think thanks. you bring like an awesome energy to it. Thanks. Yeah, like I said, it's fun. And I'm just having fun. And I say this, and people, I manage more public things. I probably shouldn't say it, but I, I can't believe they pay me to do it. It's almost stupid that they pay somebody to do it. I have so much fun every single day. Yeah. And I laugh, and I hope that some folks at home laugh along with me, and it's a great time. Like so. you're almost guilty. Yeah, I'm almost – like, <laughs> But isn't that the point of it? Like if you can find a job where you're actually having fun and you do a good job. Right, yeah. And people want you to do it. Mm-hmm. That's like – that's the golden ticket. Like that's right. what you want to do, really. So, yeah, man, I, I'd like to – I know you don't have a whole lot of time right now, but I'd like to have you come back on. And one of the things I like to – I've talked about Hannah Baker with this and other people who are like comfortable being on video because one of the things I really try to – uh, one of the messages I try to push out a lot is like, how can you get in, how can you get comfortable in front of a camera? How can you get comfortable in front of a microphone? And how can that not only like, if you want to be, whatever, if you want to be a network TV, TV anchor, or you want to mm-hmm. be a talk show host, or you want to be a YouTube yeah. uh, star, or a podcast host, or a radio host, like how can it number one help improve you, what you do as a career? But how can it like help improve your personal development? Because sure. I feel like what we're saying right here that you can be in a horrible mood and go in and because you have to be on, it just kind of kicks you out of that bad mood. That's yeah. like a personal development thing that, you know, if you listen to like a, a life coach or something like that, they have techniques. Do you believe in life coach? Oh, absolutely. I totally don't. Why? I think it's such a crack. No. If you find the right one, if you the right people, like a, like a Tony Robbins, uh, he's... Is he local? He's always my. Oh no, I don't know. No, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. He's been around since the eighties. Oh, okay. He's right. like one of the best of all time. Okay. I, I'd say for our generation. I just have. So I have to tell you this story. So I used to coach swim. I'm a, I'm a swimmer, uh, and I used to coach. I used to coach a like a club swim team. Mm. And there was this dad that was a life coach, and he would always like give give me like unsolicited advice. All right. <laughs> like like, dude, I really don't care what you think. <laughs> you know, like, like like your life sucks. I don't like, need your advice. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah like. <laughs> Like Johnny can barely swim, so he's, he's drowning right <laughs> yeah. now. You're giving me life coach advice. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't know. So I always like had a bad taste in my mouth about it. Maybe there's, I'm sure there are good I life think coaches the, out there. The goal, yeah, they're few and far between. I think is what it is. But right. if you find the right one, I, and I was in like, so I went to like this tiny little college when this is where I, when I was coaching this team, and so it was like this this small little town where I mean I don't. So may, maybe he, I think that he, I, I honestly nobody validated this but in my brain i came up with the storyline that he was fired from his last job and just couldn't find anything else to do so he became <laughs> i don't know if that's true. once you've been through the worst of the worst and fired from enough jobs and had a bad enough life you can be a life I, don't you kind of find that funny with like motivational speakers and stuff it's always the people that have had the worst like 
the worst life and they, and they they put a positive spin on it and they're usually good public speakers enough that they can they can make it sound like it was positive but i'm like why am i taking advice from you your life sucked yeah, right <laughs> but that's how else you turn it around besides having the worst life ever i guess yeah <laughs> In some cases, that's true. In some cases, it's not. But if you ever wanted to look for, and I hate, I don't like the word life coach. I think it's a lame term. Maybe and, that, and that, and it that gets a bad a rap. Yeah. So, like, just look up like Tony Robbins, what he's done throughout his career. Uh, I don't know if you know who Ty Lopez is. He's like an internet marketing kind of guy. He's all, okay, all yeah. over YouTube and everything. But I've gone through a bunch of his programs, and it also is fantastic. But you've got to buy in, right? You've got to sure. like, if you don't believe it, then you're like, well. This isn't going to work. This is stupid. This guy's an idiot. He's just lying but, to me. But, but if for you give, if people you, that want to get more comfortable on camera or more comfortable on the microphone, the only thing I can say is just to do it and do it over and over and over again. It's just like anything. If you practice at anything, you're going to you're going to be better at it. You know. Yeah. I, I don't care if it's basketball. I don't care if it's being on a microphone. I don't care if it's being on camera. Yeah. Um. I think it. I think you just have to do it because I mean, like I said, when I was 17 on radio, I can't believe that guys. I mean, we're still friends on Facebook. We still email back and forth. The guy that on that radio station, I can't believe he let me be on the air. Like I was that bad. You right. know, yeah. Uh, I, I can remember one time um, asking the superintendent of schools in, in that area a question and him looking at me just like I was the dumbest human being alive. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> like, he, he gave me the look and then I was like, oh, yeah. That is me. I yeah. am the biggest idiot on the face of the earth. So I mean, yeah, the- yeah. I th- that we can. I, I want to have you back in again, and we'll do it. We'll talk about that part of it because that's a super important part that I, I'm making kind of a life mission of mine, and something I'm trying to like push my my direction in is like being able to help people get comfortable with that sort of stuff because the the way our society is going, whether or not you want to be a personality. You almost have to now. A snap. Everybody's connected, especially kids. Isn't that weird? Like I talked to a group of. 200 well probably more than 200 kids over a period of a couple of hours at like a uh at a um you know, job fair career fair mm-hmm. kind of thing and every group i had which was like a group of like 10 at a time i would ask them so uh, is anybody here not on social media and nobody none of them didn't have a cell phone and none mm-hmm. of them weren't on social media how old is your son he's three he'll be four in july July 18th. So I mean, and I, I've seen that you post him uh, on social media and stuff. Do you think how, what's the age when when he can do it himself? When he can do it himself? Yeah. Or, or, or you, that you're going to allow that? To I happen. think he already could do it himself if he wanted to. He's like really good. Well, at but it. would you allow it? Uh, yeah, I'd have to be monitoring it. Obviously, right. I'd be, I want to be a part of it. I, I mean, I I don't have kids, but I think that's the weird. My, my parents had one one of their sons much, you know, much longer after me, and so he's. Still very he's he's going into a senior year of high school. My mom calls me sometimes, like asks me advice, and I'm like, it's just such a different world than when you were raising me. I know. I don't. I don't have any. I don't know what the advice is because it's it's just this like is, you said. Like they're they're creating this. It's like you don't want to ground him from his phone because then he might get bullied for not. They're so not connected. posting. I know. It's it's just this whole. It's it's like. It's so such a part of their life. It's an extension of themselves. Yeah, and all we hear about in schools and all the major issues are like, well, parents and teachers don't know how to to they don't know how to work this There's system no because it's the are the history of the human race has never had this. This is like such a new thing for a new generation. So, I feel lucky that um, this is why I feel like it's kind of my mission is I feel lucky that I was born. Uh, I was born in 83, so, like, I didn't have internet until 96, but I didn't really have, like, good internet yeah, until, like, dial 2000, up. right? <laughs> so I lived half my life without it, and I've lived half my life with it. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very I'm in a good spot to understand what it's like to not have it and understand what it's like to only have it. 
Right. And I and I think one of the biggest problems right now is these the parents or uh, teachers can't grasp the severity of like being bullied, but you can't just leave school and stop being bullied. I used to get bullied in school, and whenever I could go home, at least it stopped. Right? I didn't deal with it. You I mean, know, I, internally I, I did. I was never bullied. It's one of those things. I was. I really was never bullied. Um, I, I, oh well, good for you. I know I'm not. I I I, I, I shouldn't say no. There was there was one time. Yeah. I it was, I was bullied, and I, I'll never forget it. His name was Dylan Fisk. He was this Dylan Fisk. Dylan, where are you at right now, dude? And he, but here's here's the funny thing. So he's this huge football player. I mean, without exaggeration, he's probably like six four. You're pretty tall yourself. How tall are you? I'm six two. Okay. <laughs> two inches bigger than me <laughs> but you know he was i mean he was a, a big guy and i used to be believe it or not i used to be like the scrawny little swimmer lengthy oh okay thing. swim yeah and so i used to do the morning and afternoon announcements in my high school oh okay and the morning announcements were on television were you in broadcasting that whole deal that's what i was in in high there school there was there wasn't there, oh, there, there wasn't there okay. wasn't it wasn't offered but i did the morning announcements on we did like a closed circuit television and then the afternoon were over a loudspeaker and i mean i again was really bad at that time but i also was doing things that I thought were funny and good or whatever. And for the most part, I thought everyone liked it. And, you know, I got voted, you know, most likely to go into broadcasting and stuff like that. So anyway, I, I get done doing the afternoon announcements one day and I walk into the hallway and Dylan Fist comes up to me and he says, if you scream in that phone like you just said ever again, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Nah, 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 you know, whatever. And so. Seems a bit much. Seemed a bit much. And. My immediate reaction, and I don't think God it worked in my favor, I just burst into laughter. <laughs> and I start laughing like, you're going to beat me up? Are you kidding? Is this, you know, is this uh, grease or something? You know, like, like well, who this, are you? Are you going to beat me? Uh, grease? Yeah, you know, like, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, it was like, it was like a high school movie. And I just, I, and before I graduated, I mean, we were friends. I wouldn't say we weren't friends, but we were friendly. We would go to the same parties. We would he would sit next to you know. It was, and that was the only time I can ever remember anything ever happening. And I think I don't know. Bullying is so different now because that couldn't happen now. I think like if if you're getting bullied now, it's usually online. Yeah. And they it's relentless. Well, and there's it's, no there's no spot for you to to respond. I mean, you can comment back, but it's my dad calls it texticles. <laughs> you know, people get these. When you get behind the, that's a good word. Yeah. Text, you, got, you get balls and you start texting. Yeah, because yeah. because you don't have to look at the person in the face. That's a great word, man. <laughs> texticles. I love that. You got real big texticles, but in person, complete wuss. Yeah, that's a great. That's well, it's great. true, right? There's people that online that are so mean. Yeah, but in person, you would never know it. Never say one word about yeah, it. Yeah. Right. So I I think with kids, that's that's the that's the weird thing is with the bullying now is it, there's not the opportunity to. To actually move on and laugh with the like, like Dylan and I laughed at it, and yeah. he realized how ridiculous he sounded, and we were over it. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's that's. I don't think you also had the right approach, being able to laugh about it too. Because if it was me in high school and somebody said that, I'd be like, oh, I can't go to school tomorrow, mom. I got a belly ache. <laughs> like it would be something like that. I'd be a total baby about it. So, well, and that's that was part of what, my what, um, reason to get into broadcast. What are your parents like? Are, were, were, was your mom like what? What? what what was what was your raising like? What do you mean? I don't know. Well, so my parents got divorced whenever I was uh, like one or two, and then remarried. So mm -hmm. they both got remarried, then had two kids each. Mm -hmm. uh, so I lived with my mom most of the time, 
And then my dad, every other weekend, I'd live there. My mom's side, I don't know. I mean, it was just well, so a like, normal Have you ever upbringing. seen the, the show The Goldbergs on ABC? Oh, I love The Goldbergs. Okay, so my mom is like the mom on that show. I oh, mean, okay. everything, well, I mean, she doesn't look like her or anything, but everything was, you're the best, you're fantastic. Okay. That's why you are you the way you are, yeah. And so, so I think that's the reason I was able to laugh at that guy, because I was like, I don't know, I just thought, like, you're going to beat me up? Me? Alex Hazard? Like, I'm fantastic. <laughs> I have you know? a professional wrestler or rock star name. <laughs> yeah. My name's Alex Hazard, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, and so I think, I don't know, I just had this this false... Impression of yourself. Uh, uh, false impression but of, in a good way. Of, of confidence in myself. I mean, I, I was like... Thought I was the coolest thing since sliced bread, and yeah. you know how, how cool, cool sliced sli- <laughs> you know how cool sliced bread. Is. When sliced bread first came out, were people like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life"? Did nobody ever slice bread before? Did they just eat loaves. I like think you they, weren't they slicing ate it, like, it like a like an ear of corn. But you had you had like a but you had a <laughs> loaf of bread. Yeah. Were they not slicing it though? I wonder if like they just didn't they didn't get the concept like we have to eat this like a stromboli this piece of bread. We can't slice it, and somebody cut it up, and they're like. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life, and then it became well, the staple. Uh, I don't. That's very. Distracting. You think? No, I'm making I, all that up. I, I, I. Well, let's let's talk about it. No, I, actually, we, we, <laughs> have to, oh, we gotta go. We have I'm to sorry. Up, but. I could talk a clapper off a duck's rear end. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> I said I could talk a clapper off a duck's rear end. I could talk a clapper off a duck's rear end. What does I don't that know, mean? I have no idea. A clapper. I don't know what that like. My, like the thing that would turn the lights off. I tell you what, let's end this and we'll look it up. That's an old thing. <laughs> All right, so Alex Hazard, um, if and they, I guess they could find it online if they don't live yes, around yeah, here. Yeah, centralpatv.com. We have it all on there. And um, Centralpatv.com is yep. the website. Uh, WTAJ is the news network. Yep, and and every day at four if you're if you're in, if you're in the central PA area. Every single day at four o'clock. Thanks for being here, and let's have you Thank come you. back in and we'll talk about like what it takes to get comfortable in those situations because I, I kind of make that one of my my goals so let's do that again another time okay sounds good yeah, i think we should have coffee sometime me and you swing down to the clay cup and grab a cup of joe or i might have some tea because i personally love tea that's just how i live my life uh, but sarah vogel runs the clay cup 1304 11th avenue in altoona the clay cup on facebook and instagram it's all about coffee it's all about tea but it's also about creativity have a sip of some creativity and let your mind go pottery painting watercolor classes that all goes on at the clay cup in downtown altoona you gotta love it you gotta love when they when somebody finds a way to bring two great ideas together and that is exactly what sarah vogel does at the clay cup also a shout out uh to harlequin pepper yoga so if you're into or you want to get into yoga or you're already into yoga aaron who runs harlequin pepper yoga is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to yoga and she's fantastic at what she does, off the charts with what she does. So uh, it's vinyasa yoga, it's rooted in science, all about having your body aligned correctly, and I'm still aligning this body. We know, I know it's not aligned right. Uh, If you go into Harlequin Pepper Yoga at 320 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg, or if you find her in the App Store or on Google Play, use the code word ROBZ, you get one month free toward a six-month or a year membership. And also a shout-out to Sports Evolution, 2900 Plank Road in Altoona. So Sports Evolution uh, is run by Alan Coble. That is where I take Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Alan is a purple belt in Jiu-Jitsu. He's certified CrossFit Levels 1 and 2. He teaches CrossFit, obviously. He's also a strength and conditioning specialist to make your body stronger, faster, harder, better, faster, stronger. And also certified personal trainer. He has a, a bachelor's in physical education and sports science. He's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the body. 
to the booty and the body. SportsEvolution.net and leading athletes on Facebook and Instagram. That's 2900 Plank Road in Altoona for Sports Evolution. Thank you for listening, everybody. Alex is awesome. He's going to be on more because we had a lot of fun chatting. I had a lot of fun interacting with him. And shout out to you, Alex. I'm glad people like you exist, especially in central Pennsylvania, so I have a chance to talk to you and have some fun with you. Bye. That's brutal.